It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. It's good day, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you today? Good. All the dogs behaving well? They are indeed, but I didn't get my cup of tea in bed this morning. Oh, yeah, no. I need to train them a bit harder, don't I? That Father's would be day. pretty hard. To, mind you, your well-sported collies, they could pretty much do anything. Pretty much, yeah. Um, we, we've got them to touch things and uh, turn things on, but uh, maybe the kettle's not a great idea. Seriously? <laughs> you can actually... Wow. Yeah, you think of the assistance dogs, you teach them to sort of turn on washing machines and things like that. Yeah, and we've had yeah. a few of those through the studio yeah. at the time too. Is the well-sported collie the smartest dog in the world? <clears throat> Ooh, <laughs> put me on the uh, fence there. Um, they're, they're definitely very clever, definitely. Mm. And I think it's more a willingness to work with you that's, that, that we deem as more intelligent. Every dog's clever. I think sometimes my setters are way cleverer than the Border Collies because they can get away with doing nothing <laughs> and they can have a great life of sleeping all day. Now, is that an Irish setter? Yes, it is, yeah. I was always, look, correct me if I'm wrong, and I often am, isn't the Irish setter pretty simple? Ooh, I used to think that until I got them. And now I actually think that the Irish setters are one of the cleverest breeds. Certainly they're wow. the ones that come out and do my behaviour work with me. Mm. Um, two reasons. They're, they're not intimidating, mm. so people don't get scared of them. Like if I brought a great big sort of, I don't know, scary dog with me, I guess. I won't say a breed. Um, but also they're really good thinkers uh, and they're amazing communicators, which is really what you need for that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely not stupid. No, no. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll come on to another point about that soon, but I want you to, to, to warm up your phone, grab yeah, it and push some right. numbers. 0800 844 you can ask Darren anything you like about your dog and quite often it'll be that bad habit that you think the dog has and I've learned from Darren <laughs> often it's you that has the bad habit I reckon one of the smartest dogs in the world but also one of the most disobedient to some degree is the Border Terrier because Max, Max <laughs> would look at me and if I was too far away he'd say yeah nah I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. They're quite choosy, aren't they? I think I think border terriers are pro- well. Most dogs are problem solvers, but border terriers are real good problem solvers. Mm. And I guess they're, they're assessing that situation. Can you actually do anything about it? Yeah. You know, do you have to come and get me? Can you run fast <laughs> enough? And yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Now this is the time of year when we're starting to think about putting on a t-shirt and some shorts and getting out into the parks or maybe joining some clubs and things with your yeah. dog. What's the growing trend with dogs at the moment? Yeah, so so one of the things that I'm I'm really passionate about and something I've done for about we were, I was working out about 17 18 years now is is dog agility. Oh cool. And I, there was a um, on one of the TV shows actually during the week there was a big thing about dog agility which I thought was quite cool one of the, one of the clubs I used to go to in the North Shore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go to the parks with their dogs and they just let them off lead and they're just running around and, and, and potentially socialising. I'm not quite sure about that one. Mm. Um, but there's no interaction with your dog then. And if you want to get fit, if you want to meet really good people, like-minded people, more importantly, ones that might actually put up with your dog being a little bit sort of growly and barky, because most dogs are, mm. um, agility is definitely a thing to do. Um, like I said, we started 17 years ago with one dog and, and in the end we ended up travelling around the whole of the country we ended up buying a caravan, a van, yeah. <laughs> going away for weeks. It was it was fantastic. Did you? It was, yeah, it was just a roller coaster. It was amazing. What a great way to not only teach your dog some some you know decent behaviour and oh. some manners, but just to get around the country and yeah. compete. Oh, it's fantastic. We we made so many friends. It was it was great. But also, if you think about agility, they're doing all the jumps, they're doing all the tunnels and everything. But eighty percent of agility is obedience on mm. the ground. So it really really improves your recall, improves all those things that you just don't get normally in a park. Mm. Yeah, so it's a great thing all around. I want to come back to this because yeah. I want to know why dogs love to do all these things that aren't very natural. But let's have a chat with Nikki. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Uh, hello there. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, thank you. 
Um, I have a dog. Her name's Lucy. She's lovely. She's a Bernese Mountain cross with a heading dog. Oh, wow. And um, so she's huge yeah. to begin with. Um, I got her at the age of three being told that she was just slightly aggressive. But she's to the point where she would, like, kill another female dog. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I've had, but not male dogs, only female dogs of any size, any breed. And I had a trainer come out, and she just recommended to, like, use a citronella collar maybe and to just keep trying with Lucy. But I just find that we can't seem to make any improvements from there. Yeah, have you been using the citronella collar? Yeah, I have, and it just doesn't seem to, like, it'll work for a wee bit, and then she just completely ignores it, and she'll just carry on doing what she's doing. Yeah, I actually think it'll make it Mm. worse, to be honest. Um, You can end up with making quite a few phobias when you use those things. Mm. Um, Yeah. In my opinion, um, that that was not very good advice. What is it, Darren? Just first citronella collar. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's like the like a little collar that you put around the dog, and rather than giving an electric shock, which is even worse, it sprays um, like a like a fragrance, but it's quite a harsh spray, mm. and it's meant to interrupt the dog's thinking. But what it does, is it actually. Um, can cause the phobia because the, the spray stops and barking, but then you see something else. And and actually, if you think about it, aggression is about um, increasing stimulus and increasing arousal, and then they get into that silly phase of flight and fight and adrenaline um, burst. So that sudden sort of squirt of citronella is going to arouse them even more, isn't it? Um, mm. And, and they, they get very wise. I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, a mountain dog is a real thinker, isn't it? So he's going to realise if he sprays, if he barks and does silly things for a while, that's going to be empty. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're very clever. Um <clears throat> what I would say is is um, has she been has she been neutered? Uh, sorry, spayed. Yes, she yeah. has. What, yeah. what age was she spayed? Uh, I think she was done at about like around one. I oh, think okay. maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's quite a bizarre one. Then um, certainly the mm. the female female. Um, Fighting is more common. Um, not many, mm. not many females will will try and attack a, a, a male just because of the prowess and the, and the, the height of them and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> ooh, we, we've got a similar situation, uh, or we have had. We've got two um, border collie rescue dogs, and, and they have little spats occasionally. But they're in the family. We can kind of control that. And it, it all started over resource guarding of food okay. and things like that. So maybe look into to that. There's normally a cause. Aggression only happens for a particular reason, yeah? And it may have yeah. been that she's, she's not socialised, so she can't do those social cues. And you just need to maybe sit outside a fenced park so that you're safe. Wear a muzzle yep. if you need to, because then people uh, realise you're training. One, yep. Yep, people realise you're training. And just watch and let her watch all the other dogs playing and having fun. And that will help her and then slowly sort of bring her into the into that. Um, if you know someone with a, a female dog that you can use as a stooge dog at a, quite a distance, um, mm-hmm. just just having those positive interactions can, can really help. But it, yeah, it is a hard one. But I would I would seek more advice from a trainer. Don't don't let that trainer sort of put you off. Go to um, a force free dog trainer. Um, okay. And and have a look at that, and there'll be much better options. Where are you, Nikki? Uh, I live in Colgate, so it's like west of Christchurch. Okay. Yep. There are some really yeah. good trainers down in Christchurch. Go to the um, Association of Pet Dog Trainers (APDTNZ) mm-hmm. um, and have a look there. They're, they're, they'll okay. help you definitely. Yep. Awesome. Thank you very no much. Worries. I appreciate good that. Luck. Good Cheers. luck. Cheers, okay. Nikki. Thank happy you. Happy Bye-bye. Father's Day to Bye. to your dad as well. Um, that female female fighting. Oh. Look, the only time I've seen that is in pubs in Featherston, to be yeah. fair. But look, what does actually cause that? It, a lot of it can be hormones, especially if you've got one dog that is going into season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be a real problem. Um, when, when you have two females that actually just dislike each other, <laughs> and when they fight, they fight full on. 
Uh, I'd much rather separate two boys. I'd rather not separate any dog fighting, but I'd rather separate two boys fighting than two girls. Right. Because they, they, they don't stop uh, and they just get really into the moment. You've told me so many times how smart dogs are. They know what you're doing by the shoes you pull on. When yeah. you put a muzzle on a dog, what, <coughs> what does it tell the dog? Um, <coughs> apologies. Um, it, it just depends on how you do it. So, so we train all of our dogs and we're going to start training all of our puppies now in puppy preschool to wear a muzzle from day one because... Otherwise, you end up putting a muzzle on a dog when you're upset, you're excited, uh, you're worried about things, and then mm. that transfers to the dog. And then the dog says, well, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So if it's just part and parcel of the game, then it's not an issue. I get it. All right. Yeah. 0800 844 747 to have a chat, a free chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. I'm keen to get into this dog agility. We'll touch <laughs> on that next, 16 and a half past nine. Continues weeknights from seven. The young girl uh, who was the waitress in the Viaduct Harbour in Auckland. One of the guys there remarked where her whanau was, and that she said that well they wouldn't be coming in here to eat; they'll be at home having boil up. If I was a mother, I'd say to her, uh, turn the other cheek, forgive him, and just move on. I take my hat off to that young lady for the way that she conducted herself in such a terrible situation. And I just think back over time, like the Rolf Harris's, the Jimmy Savills and um, the Bill Cosby, you know, all the people that are not necessarily famous, but that turned the other cheek. That were either the victims or the witnesses that turned the other cheek. There should be a consequence and people yeah. shouldn't turn the other cheek. Jeffrey Epstein, another great example. It's inappropriate behaviour. I hear you. And I totally yeah. agree. Mites with Leo Palava. Join the conversation. Weeknights from 7 on the Magic Talk Network. Rover isn't just a great name for a dog, but it's a great way to take the show wherever you go on whatever your device you have. You can go to your favourite app store, R-O-V-A. 17 past 9, the number here to chat with Darren, 0800 844 747. Dog agility, it's taking off like a frog in a sock. Why? It's so much fun. Yeah. How many sports can you be out there with your dog? Really enjoying it, stimulating their mind, their body, and yourself, keeping yourself fit, meeting great people, going out afterwards for mm. a great coffee or whatever you want to do. It's just fantastic. I mean, we, like I say, we met so many friends through Agility, and our dogs just got better and better and better and better. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm quite a competitive person, if you know me, so, so we went all the way down the lines of the competitions and everything. You don't need to do that, but you can even go into those competitions and still just have fun. It doesn't really matter if your dog mm. doesn't win. Obviously, it's really nice if they do. <laughs> so is it, is it okay to start a dog that's well mature, set in its ways, any breed? Yeah, so, so most breeds can do dog agility at certain levels. The only thing you have to remember is that the dogs have to be 12 months and over, and that's mainly due to the sort of growth plates and the um, bones forming. Right. You can do what I do, pre-agility sessions, and that's with younger dogs, but we're just teaching the very basics on the floor, no jumping, no inclines, that mm. kind of stuff. And if you if you get told that you can do any of that, then please don't go there because mm. it's going to hurt your dog. So that's, that's quite concerning. There are certain breeds of dog you shouldn't run until they're fully grown too because of yeah. what, the bone structure? Or? Yeah, so generally the bigger dogs, they take a bit lot longer for those growth plates to, to um, sort of close up. And some of the bigger dogs will struggle with the um, apparatus, so the, the A-frame and the dog walk, if you're not sure what those things are, like a big A, um, particularly the dog walk. Very, okay. very small. All right. Now, you got me quite inspired. It's yeah. a great way to get out, and then it just looks like a lot of fun. The dogs actually look like they're having a, a ball, don't they? Uh, they're out there working, and yeah. that's why the, the herding breeds, like the collies and stuff, really enjoy it because they're having to really think. Um, they're, they're following instructions, be like the shepherd and the sheep, right. and, and they're getting fit. Good stuff. <coughs> if you do have a question for Darren, the number here is free. It's 0800 844 747. Denzel, hello. Hi, Leo. Hi, Darren. Hi, Denzel. 
Yeah, how are you? Morning, We've Denzel. got a five-year-old German Shepherd, quite a large dog. Yep. And they're in a rural setting, fenced in, and he's great-natured. We go over to our batch at Ahiwa, and he just wants to chew any other dog he sees. Oh. Put, put him on a lead he wants to pull. Clip him off if you're on the beach, and if he sees a dog half a mile away, he just wants to go and have a fight with it. Wow. Um, so was he um, very socialised? When he was younger? What, what did yeah, you do with him? Yeah, no, he was socialised when he was younger. What did you do with him? How many dogs did he see? Um, there was two of them here. We've had two German Shepherds. One passed on, so he's only just on his own now. Yeah. So, so one of the things you've got to be really careful of is we, we assume that if we have dogs in the family that dogs are young dog living with those dogs is socialising. That's not actually socialising. It's a bit like in a family situation. I put up with my sister's sort of problems quite a lot. Other people wouldn't tolerate that kind of thing, but because she's my sister, I kind of let it happen. Yeah. Um, same thing happens in a family of dogs. They put up with those bad behaviours, so they never really learn the um, what's going to happen if they do it to another dog. So we really need to get those dogs out. A little bit late for this one, I guess, but we really need to get those dogs out there um, when they're young, meeting as many dogs as we possibly can. Um, For you then, I think it's a a management issue. Um, Certainly if I've got a dog that's aggressive, I'm I'm thinking twice about letting them off lead. I'm thinking about wearing a muzzle if I'm going to because safety is always important and not safety for necessarily other dogs, but actually if my dog bites, he's going to be put down. I don't want that for my dog. So I want to really protect that, yeah? I want to really protect my dog. Um, Think about the limitations of what that dog is. At five, it's quite hard to go through that. It's going to take a while, the aggression. You can do it, but it's going to take a while. So make sure the safety's there first. And it won't make him more aggressive by putting a muzzle on him? No, because you can um, go online or, or drop me an email and I can send you some uh, sheets through about how to introduce the muzzle. And you can make it a game. It's, it's just a fun thing. It's just like putting on a lead or putting on a, a harness. Oh, okay. thing, yeah. What's your email? Um, if you go onto the website, www.mindfulnessfordogs.com, you can just contact me on the contact there, or it's just mindfulnessfordogs at gmail.com. Mindfulness. Mindfulness for dogs. And, Mindfulness the, for dogs. and Denzel, the four is a number yep. four. Yep. Okay. All right. All the best. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank no you. Worries, okay. Hey, just a quick one on that. When you are taking a dog on a regular basis from one territory to another, yep. how long does it take for the dog to recognise that it has more than one territory? Um, I don't even think they worry about territory. It's just about the the heightened levels of excitement. Um, This particular dog's obviously got an issue with dogs, probably would have that issue back in his own house as well. Mm. Um, Just doesn't see very many. So the first thing I do when I take a dog to a new place is I just do a walk around the boundaries Mm -hmm. and and just promote the positives as I'm going through to make sure they understand where they are. You don't walk around urinating on the boundary or anything? Oh, no, no, I'm not one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, people do that? Oh, yes. No. I actually had a um, a client quite recently that told me that's what they did. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, I was shocked. I didn't know what to say. Uh, 0800 844 747. The text is 3920, but it is best to call. Quinn, you're there. Hello, how are you? Quinn. I have a dog called Strike, and he's a red healer. I can't stop him from jumping up. Ah, oh, how old are you then, Quinn? Six. Six, wow. Well done, Quinn. You're very brave to phone into the radio. Um, what's your dog called? Strike. Strike, strike. Um, so, Quinn, what you have to do is you have to get a little treat. So, have in your pockets, have lots and lots and lots of treats, okay? And then what you do is when he jumps up on you, um, you put a treat on his nose. And you get him to sit, so you just push it, not push the dog back, but put the treat down, and then he'll come and he'll sit down. And then you say, what a good dog. And then you give him a treat. And the next time he jumps up again, just keep doing that every time. But don't tell him off for jumping up. Don't say anything to him. Just get that treat out and put it on his nose and then put it down on the ground, okay? And that way he's going to learn that he has to sit for you and he'll get a treat every time. And guess what he's going to do after that? He's going to sit every time for you, isn't he? Wow. Yeah? 
Wow. So, so I'm Quinn's mum. I'm hi. just wondering. So, hi. Um, so he, when we got him as a puppy, Quinn was really good at um, training him. Yep. Like he got him to teach him to sit, and, and he's only two years old now, the okay. red heel list, right? Yeah. Um, but um, we had kind of, he had been quite good at not jumping up, but he's just been, he's gotten really bad, bad at it. And when <clears> visitors come, he like runs and jumps up yeah. and gets really overexcited. So will that still work with um, like visitors and stuff? You say he's about two? Yeah. Yeah. Has he, has he been neutered or, or spayed? No, we haven't. No, we so, haven't, no, we haven't neutered them yet. So normally dogs go through a phase when they're about 18 months to two years old and they get, there's a lot more tests. Is it a little boy, is it? Yeah, yeah so there's a lot of testosterone yeah. that's flying around the body at this age. Um, not to say that neutering sort of stops the bad aggression, but it certainly calms down the overexcitement a little bit. So it might be something right. you think about. Um, uh, but, but what you can do is you can teach them to uh, learn to lie down rather than jump up. So get, get your friends to come in and, and set it up, not when they just come over. Hold a treat out there. Let him jump all over you, because that's what he's going to do, but totally ignore him. But be thinking about what you want, always thinking about sits and downs. And the second he jumps on the floor and not jump, you say, oh, good boy, and give him a treat. Mm. And just keep doing that. And then in the end, he'll sit no. down and he'll learn that that's the behaviour you want rather than the behaviour you don't want. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Well good, done. Good to hear from you, Quinn. Did you do anything special for... Fa- oh, he's gone. Oh, anyway. shame. Oh. <laughs> hey, there's a saying I remember, and I've got this wrong, but blessed is the boy who has a dog. Blessed even more so is the mother who lets him have one. Yeah, definitely. Because that's the thing, right? Oh. We often go, oh, no, I can't be bothered with the mess. And, oh, yeah. the training. Hey, like, when, I was, when I was a kid, we had a little Jack Russell. I um, probably said about it. She lived like for 20 years. Mm. Amazing dog. But it changed my life. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the agility stuff. Mm. And by the way, you can call and ask <coughs> anything you like of Darren Rowe, dog behaviorist from Mindfulness for Dogs. Um, what is in it for the dog? Why do they love it so much? Should ask my dogs, really, shouldn't I? Um, so I guess for dogs, it's it's just a way to vent that sort of aggression, that anger, that um, instinct. Um, my dogs, when, when my dogs run down, if I'm going to have a, a good run, my dogs are dead silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just, they're so focused on what they do. If I'm having a bad day, they're barking their heads off. They're having a whale of a time, right? But I think it's just that whole physical movement um, mm. and, and the... the Getting the guidance, um, you're running with the dog, so you're kind of, I'm not like a pack leader, but you're running with the dog mm. and they're having that whole kind of interaction with mm-hmm. you. And, and there's 101 other dogs there as well, I remember. My, my little red, uh, blue mill, um, Lemon, so I think I spoke about him on the very first show, actually. Um, he, he had some great days and he would be amazing, but if he saw a little red mill border collie, he would just, on the start line, you say go, and then just run straight over there and give her a kiss. Aww. He was a nightmare like that, but he was a fantastic dog. Are you saying that dogs recognise their own breeds? I think they do, yeah. Jeez. Certainly, I think they understand that, that relationship, so they get on better. That is very I smart. I think so, yeah. If you've got any questions at all, 0800 844 747. Hi, Gary. Oh, hi. Morning, Gary. Good, Chris. Good morning. Uh, I've got a question about stopping a dog chasing our cats. Ah. In the house. <laughs> God, tell me a bit more. How old's your dog then? Eighteen months. Oh, okay. Uh, the dog, the cats are older. Yeah, um, that's good. <laughs> and she doesn't want to really want to hurt them. Just wants to play with them. But the cats don't realise that. We've yeah. tried the positive reinforcing and praising her when she doesn't chase them, but yeah. doesn't always work. If she gets in first. She's off down the hall after them. <laughs> so, so what kind of breed is your dog? It's a toller. Toller. Ah. Oh. Nice. What's that? Um, I'm guessing it's a, um, a spaniel type dog, isn't it, Toller? No, no, it's no. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Tolling Oh, I'm going to be in real trouble. I know a breeder of that as well. Oh, dear. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got quite an instinct there, haven't you? Um, so it's a little gun dog there. Um, yeah. Oh, 
spayed or neutered? She's D6, yeah. D6, okay, so we haven't got any of that to worry about. That's good. What I would do is I would take it right back and I would have the um, the older cats on your lap because actually the cats are going to do more damage to your dog than the other way around, generally speaking, because these, these yeah. guys are quite soft now, so she won't know what to do when she gets there. Um, but the chase is quite fun, I guess. Um, yeah. Have your cat on the lap and have the dog there on a the lead always when you're training cats. And the dog really just wants to, to sniff bums really that's what they want to do they want to work out is it a dog is it a cat and never really get that far um, and yep. take it right back and the positive reinforcement is when your dog actually just sits back lies down and doesn't engage with the dog with the cat at all yeah that's what okay. that's what you want to be praising because you actually don't want your dog to chase at all no, yeah. no and you might want to no. be you might want to be um trying to tease out that chase in another way and, and giving them another outlet for that chasing behavior yeah okay yeah Cheers, Gary. All the best. Start Take off time. The, start off with a cat on the, on the lap. Yeah, yeah. take okay. time. If a cat wants to leave, let them go, but dog on the lead so we don't chase you. Fine. Cool. Okay. Hope Thanks that works, Gary. I've just Googled Nova Scotia yeah. duck tolling retrieval. Yeah. What a lovely looking Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Like yeah, a is. fawny colour. Beautiful. Yeah. Louise, let's get to you before the news. Hi, Louise. Morning, Louise. Morning, Louise. How are you? Um, in terms of two dogs we've had have passed away in the last month oh. and we have the third dog or well it's be about six weeks and we have the third dog how, in terms of their response to losing their friends mm. <clears throat> what, what's the best thing to do he seems okay yeah um did did the dog did your um the dog is alive did they get to see the bodies and it sounds yes, awful they did that's yep. actually really going to help. We, we've done one of two things. We, we've taken the dogs away and they've never seen them. It took about a year for those dogs to get over the grief because they do go into grief. They do um, quite badly. And also with us as well, we how we grieve for our dogs impacts on the dog's life. If they've seen the dog now, quite recently we had a dog that died and, and they saw the, the body and yep. literally 10 minutes they were over it. Yes, it seems so to be better. what happened, yeah. Yeah, what I would say is just get in there, all that positive reinforcement, get them out, you know, get them active. It's like anything. You don't want the dog to go into depression, same as people. Right. So get them active, get them motivated, give them some nice food, really make their life special, and then they're going to get through that then. Oh, yeah. so can yeah. they go into depression, can they? Oh, I think dogs do, yeah, very yeah. badly. Yeah, definitely. You don't, you don't want that. You'll see signs because they'll just start to shut down. Okay. They'll start to get anxious and nervous about things that they mm. wouldn't do before. The pining. Like the TLC. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But not but not like the kisses and cuddles over kisses oh, no. and cuddles. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks, Brilliant. Louise. It's really hard, no matter no, what hard. someone tells you. It's one of the hardest things, isn't it, the well, loss of a dog? Well, it impacts on us so bad, yeah, doesn't it? And, it and does. we don't realise that how, how much that impacts on the dogs, just us. No, it's you're so right. Yeah. Darren, always a pleasure catching up. How do people get in touch with you now, though? Right, so you can uh, contact me on mindfulnessfordogs.com. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that's with that number four. Um, you can find me on Facebook, just type in Mindfulness for Dogs, or you can find me on Instagram. And also always a number 0274-585872. Hang on, I didn't have my pen ready. Oh, what was it? 0274-585872. Fabulous. Darren, thanks for coming Wonderful. up here. Always good to catch up.